back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 118, Friday, April 2nd, 2021. And I've got a quick pod for all of you this evening, an emergency pod actually. It's been a long week, but some important news dropped in my home state of Illinois that all of my listeners should be aware of before Saturday night, so I had to get this out quickly. While I'm at it, I'm also going to do a quick dive into Saturday's two Final Four matchups from a betting perspective, but this will be a quick episode. Before I start, the 2021 Major League Baseball season officially began on Thursday, April 1st, yesterday. Um, And for me personally, it was my first time not at Wrigley Field for opening day and for the Cubs home opener since 2008, so it didn't feel right to me, but I'm glad that baseball is back and being played in actual stadiums again. It's just so nice having baseball games littering the betting boards again as, as well, which is great to see. And if you're looking to bet the games this weekend and going forward, look no further than Dimers.com for information on what the odds are, uh, what the odds are at for your local legal U.S. sportsbook. And the Dimers bot over at the Quick Pick section runs thousands of simulations and can help you find an edge on whatever game you're looking to bet on, whether it's side, total, what have you. Make Dimers.com a part of your handicapping process. Just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own and do not reflect the opinions of PlayUp USA, PlayUp Limited, or any of its subsidiaries. And in case you haven't been listening to the Doggy Juice Pod lately, we officially launched the Play PlayUp Sportsbook in the state of Colorado last month. So to all of my listeners... Uh, living out there in the Rocky Mountain State, and I know there's a few of you. Be sure to download the PlayUp Sportsbook app. Give it a whirl. We have a lot of exciting things happening over at PlayUp and uh, some very fun announcements coming soon. I can't wait to share some of them with all of you. And I'm also excited to announce that my friend and former co-worker at Bet Indiana, Bet Chicago, and frequent guest here on the Doggy Juice Pod, Joe Rogers, officially joined the PlayUp team this week as our SVP of product. I'm very excited to have him join be sure to keep play up on your radar moving forward. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the sports betting space too, uh, in the gaming space here in the U.S. as a whole. And of course, when it comes to the latest updates on state-by-state sports betting legalization here in the USA, the Doggy Juice Pod is always here to keep you up to date. Oh yeah! All right, so to all of my Illinois listeners out there, which is the majority of you, we had some big news drop earlier today on Friday when it was announced that Governor J.B. Pritzker did not extend his executive order that lifts the in-person registration requirement for all Illinois bettors. And just a quick background on this, because we've been talking about this here on the Doggy Juice Pod since uh, before it even happened, and really even before the the Illinois law was was passed. I've been warning against this very thing to the point where I even wrote in the public comment period about this issue. Um, But basically, as a quick background, the way the Illinois law was written One and a half years, 18 months has to toll uh, following the granting of the first master license uh, where all bettors have to go register in person for sports betting apps or their sports betting accounts um, at the brick and mortar physical casino location that's associated with the skin uh, that's associated with that app. So the perfect example here is for the Bet Rivers app, you would have to go in and register at Rivers Casino and Displays. Now, the Law was written this way, and it was subject to a lot of debate to the point where the established brands, namely DraftKings and FanDuel, they took to to media, you know, launching commercials to warn against this too. Uh, the reason behind it, though, is because it was believed that they these 
you know, the DraftKings FanDuel had a head start in terms of customer, uh, their existing customer base through their fantasy sports offerings that they were doing uh, in a gray area. And um, Attorney General Madigan you know, wrote an opinion about this a few years ago, saying that she believed it was it was they were operating illegally within the state. FanDuel and DraftKings continued to do so, and it was actually announced last year uh, in an opinion that that they were doing it lawfully, which is interesting. But the idea was they had a head start. Uh, through their fantasy sports offerings and all the other operators that were trying to get in the space uh, wouldn't be able to compete with them if you just went straight to to the ability or allowing betters uh, and kind of like New Jersey, Colorado, the other states that have figured this out, um, Indiana, by allowing betters to register from the comfort of their couch and instead requiring them to go in to physical locations. And that was essentially going to squeeze out FanDuel and DraftKings for a certain period of time uh, because obviously they didn't have, at that time, a a physical location in the state of Illinois. And there was obviously a limited amount of casinos, racetracks that they could partner with uh, to make that happen at the time. So that was the idea behind the law. And it was a terrible idea for a lot of reasons that I've discussed ad nauseum on this podcast in several episodes. You can go back uh, and listen to plenty of those if you want. But um, that's the basic background on this. So Pritzker ended up last summer because obviously, if you look back, you know that first sports betting was first launched on March 9th um, at at Rivers Casino. That was the first casino to go live, and I was I was there for the launch date. But a week later, on March 16th, all casinos were closed down due to the COVID 19 pandemic, which essentially meant that you were unable to to go bet on sports in America, and there were no um, there were no online books at that point. Rivers hadn't uh, launched the Bet Rivers app at that point, so you couldn't bet. Um, and then during the summer, when Rivers launched the Bet Rivers app, they were the only game in town. Uh, Pritzker finally lifted this in-person registration requirement, of course, because people couldn't go in and bet, which allowed them to register from the comfort of their couch for the app. And then he mysteriously didn't extend this last summer uh, in the middle of the pandemic. And there was a big outcry, of course, from everyone. So he reversed course and reinstituted it. And he has been doing so since on a monthly basis, lifting this in-person registration requirement, effectively allowing other players to come into the space and FanDuel and DraftKings to enter the space and among other operators and begin taking bets and successfully converting customers and and registering users who were able to do so um, at their own leisure without having to go in physically during a pandemic to, to register in person. Makes a lot of sense, right? So he'd been renewing this on a monthly basis since that time. And, you know, even last month before March Madness, sure enough, did so. But notably, on this day, Pritzker did not review or sorry, renew this month. And unless something unexpected comes up after I record this podcast on Friday evening, starting on Sunday, all Illinois betters will once again have to go in person to brick and mortar casinos or racetracks, what have you, in order to register for the book that has the skin at that location. So who does this hurt the most? Well, Barstool, for starters, since they just launched their book, they're the new kid on the block. Um, It's going to hurt them, but also really any new operators looking to enter Illinois soon. But most importantly, it hurts you, the better, the person listening to this right now, and all Illinois taxpayers as a whole. Now, Illinois saw $581 million in wagers in the month of January. We still don't know for February yet, but that was another monthly record for the state and good enough to move the land of Lincoln to number three in terms of total state handle in the nation, 
we all know how much potential Illinois has, of course, you know, with just with Chicago on, on its own and everyone just loving sports and then sports betting. People can't get enough of it in Chicago. But our damn Illinois lawmakers continue to hamstring us. And this is a really frustrating situation. The silver lining here, if there is one, is that this penalty box in-person registration requirement will go away for good in January of next year. So this will be you know, relatively short-lived, but there's no doubt that all parties involved, operators except one, which this really serves to help uh, Bet Rivers, who wanted to get this done, of course. They're the ones that were pushing this, at Rivers Casino, to get the in-person registration uh, as a requirement in the law. So they're the ones that are going to win. But other, other than that, all parties involved, betters, Illinois taxpayers, they're going to suffer as a result of this decision. And you will see that in the numbers moving forward. It's almost like we can't have nice things in the state of Illinois. So what does this mean for you, the sports better? It means that you have to make it a point, if you haven't already, and you should have already, because we always preach here at the Doggy G's Pod, to have as many outs as you can, but you should absolutely make it a point before Saturday ends, that's Saturday, April 3rd, to register and sign up for every sportsbook app you can in Illinois in order to prevent yourself from doing so. You don't want to have to travel all the way downstate to register for some of these books, so while you can do it from the comfort of your couch, register for all the books you can now so you don't have to worry, worry about doing it the rest of the year. And who knows what's going to happen with this. And of course, stay tuned to this podcast on a weekly basis, and I will keep you posted on all of this. But that is my advice, and that is my emergency advice to you, the listener, to make sure you register for these books as soon as you can, definitely before the end of day on Saturday. Everybody's ready to go. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. And you're ready to go. Now, we've got the Final Four on Saturday, so I'll close out the pod with a quick look at the matchups for uh, what is, for me, my single favorite sporting event of the year if I had to pick one. I know I'm weird like that, but I just love the Final Four. We have Gonzaga, we have Baylor, who most people expected to be there. We have Houston, who were a bit of a surprise, but not here on the Doggy Juice Pod, as they were one of our official podcast Final Four picks. And then, of course, number 11 seeded UCLA, who... Nobody expected to be here. And Mick Cronin, he should absolutely be praised for what he's been able to do with that program, turning around that program in such a short amount of time. The first game is set up to be much more competitive. Uh, of course, Baylor is laying five points to Houston with a total at 134.5. The total's come down a tiny bit in that one uh, since it opened, and Baylor has seen some VIG come their way, with some spots even moving to 5.5 with low VIG on the favorite. We have the number one three-point uh, shooting team in the nation in Baylor in terms of three-point percentage facing off against the nation's number one three-point defense in Houston. And in terms of Houston's offense, it's very ugly, but they do get off so many shots, and they specialize in grabbing the offensive boards. But their defense is incredibly stingy. That's their strong point. And it's going to be an interesting matchup between these two Texas teams. Uh, Ken Palm has this game 72-71, to 71, uh, Baylor. Uh, one-point gain, which of course would indicate that there's great value on the Cougars. My numbers make it just north of 3.5, so there's a tiny bit of value here uh, to get into play on Houston, what could be one of those games that comes down to the last possession. So nothing big or even medium on Houston, uh, but I may end up with a small pizza bet uh, at Kelvin Sampson's squad on Saturday, but the line would really have to get up to six to go with anything semi-serious and up to seven for something more serious, which we're not going to see. 
And then in the second game, we have Gonzaga, the chalk, laying 14 points against the Cinderella McCronin's number 11-seeded UCLA squad. And before I get into the spread, uh, a quick tweet from sports handicapper Brad Powers that provides the perfect example of what I've been saying here on the Doggy Juice Pod for the past few episodes, and really, I mean, for, for years now. And that's if you're looking to bet futures, you are almost always, with rare exceptions, much better off doing a money line rollover. So uh, Brad Powers, and he's Brad Powers7 uh, on Twitter, he broke this down for us. Um, UCLA was a 60-1 to 1 shot to win the East region. And if you used a money line rollover, also known as a mechanical parlay, and that's betting on the Bruins on the money line in each of their games and just continually rolling that money over, you would have been paid almost 98 to 1. So here's some quick math on this. On their first game, and of course they, they had to do the playing game against Michigan State, but that was factored in to the, the 60 to 1 that, that a lot of people were betting on the futures board. But instead, if you took $100 and you bet that first game plus 135 on the money line against Michigan State, you would have turned that, you would have won 135 there, so 235 total. Taking that 235 in the next round against BYU as plus 145 dogs. Uh, that 235 yielded a $340 win, so $575.75 is where you'd be. And then, actually, they were favored against Abilene Christian. So this number, if they you know won as underdogs in this game, this number would be even way higher. Um, but you know, so this even demonstrates, even when you get unlucky, so to speak, in terms of the payout, they were favorites against Abilene Christian in the next round. But putting that $575.75 down yielded a $221 profit, so you're looking at $797.19 after that game. Then the next game, plus 250 dogs against Alabama, you're taking that $797.19, and that's going to yield $1,992.98, bringing your total to $2,790.17. And then if you played them against Michigan, same spread, or yeah, same spread, same money line, plus 250 you take that that two thousand seven hundred ninety dollars and seventeen cents, and that would have won you six thousand nine hundred seventy five dollars and forty one cents, bringing your total to nine thousand seven hundred sixty five dollars and fifty eight cents. That is ninety eight to one on your, or almost ninety eight to one on your hundred dollar bet. So just goes to show you a perfect example of the money line rollover being much better. So anyone who bet. UCLA there on the futures at 60 to 1 left a lot of money on the table. And in terms of the matchup itself, the Zags are the biggest favorite in Final Four history, laying those 14 points. The line actually opened 13, 13 and a half on Tuesday. Money has driven them up to two touchdown favorites against the Bruins with a total at 145 and a half. If UCLA has any chance to stay in this game, they will need to slow it down. So from that standpoint, you know, you're looking at a bit of correlation on the under with with the underdog here. And uh, teams that have had some success against the Zags this year, I mean, very few stayed in the game. Those are the ones that were able to do that, slow the game down. So taking the points of the Bruins is the only way I would look in this one, but I think the line's close enough to correct that if you're looking to wager on this one, keep the unit size relatively small. And then in terms of look-ahead lines for Monday night's championship game, which, which are out there, let me pull these up really quick. Uh, we're looking at if it's Houston, UCLA, Houston's going to be a three-point favorite right now, and these look-ahead lines are ones you could bet right now. Um, if it's Baylor, UCLA, Baylor, eight-point favorite. 
If we're looking at Gonzaga, Baylor, which is the most likely result, of course, uh, Zags laying six points, but, uh, but but juice on the on the on the dog there. So we could see that one come down depending on how the teams look on Saturday, assuming they both win. And if the Zags play Houston, we're looking at a nine point spread there. Uh, at least that's what's out in the marketplace right now. So. Something interesting to keep in mind. You could, of course, bet those ahead of time. Depending on how the teams look, you might be able to get some some nice closing line value uh, there. But if you're looking to bet on the Final Four, Major League Baseball, and, of course, the Masters, which is coming up next week, be sure to check out Dimers.com for the best sportsbook deals and the latest offers at your local legal sportsbook. Dimers has the information you need to take advantage of the best promos that books have to offer. And you can get linked right to those deals. So be sure to check out Dimers.com and make it a part of your daily routine. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this, then please rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you can. Just give it a quick rating. It takes like 10 seconds really helps get the pod out to more people who can benefit from listening to it, especially those who are interested in learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization and how to become a better sports better during these exciting times in the industry. Anything you can do to help spread the word is much appreciated. All right, we've got the Masters next week, so I'll be on next week to do a quick Masters preview for all of you and let you know where the smart money is and, uh, and offer some handicapping tips for the best golf event of the year. In the meantime, good luck on your action this weekend, and I will talk to you all again soon. Doggy Juice out. Doggy Juice.